0: The Something Else Podcast Welcome back to a, another episode I'm not sure what number this is Five or six This one's going to be a little bit different It's more of a serious um, talk today um, With everything that's going on in the world Especially in Britain um, And just generally with things going on in personal life I've I've noticed within myself that my mental health isn't as strong as it was. Um I think when the first part of the pandemic started, which was what March last year, I, I remember it quite clearly. It was it was on the 13th, I want to say it shows how much I remember. It was a Monday and it was I was at work and we was going to have a staff meeting and my manager basically pulled us all in for what was supposed to be a staff meeting, but it was really just kind of an update on what we was going to do because of everything that was happening. And um, basically, I was furloughed for, what, four months? And it was really tough. Um, my wife was on furlough too. Kind of, well, she was working from home. But it was it was really difficult because you're trying to kind of like get to grips with how you've gotta live life as well as entertain and look after a little two year old. And then um I mean at that time it wasn't even two, was he? No. No, he was like we was coming up to it. And um it was just really difficult because you couldn't see family or anything really. And it and it was just really tough. And I think as time's got on, it's just kinda of, it just chips out you, you know, it just cuts you down a wee bit. And I think it was going into lockdown three, as it is, that I realised just how much of a beating my mental state took. And it was, that I don't suffer with anxiety. I mean, my own worst enemy is myself. And I think it was this third lockdown, with everything else that's going on, really kind of chipped at me. So really, I just wanted to talk with you guys about Obviously, myself, my wife's going to chip in, too. um, And just really talk about how, you know, we shouldn't be scared to talk. I mean, especially coming from me. I mean, anyone that knows me knows me. I'm kind of like a bottle, really. I just bottle everything up. I don't really talk about anything. Um, I think that just stems from when I was little, really. Um, I was the, the runt of the litter, really. I mean, constantly in and out of hospital. I'm the youngest of five. I was always in and out of hospital. The doctors—I've had more 18th-century diseases than they did. So it's like—I think I've always had to put that—that that front up to say I'm—I'm I'm strong. I'm—you know—nothing affects me. But um, yeah, it was, it was just a weird one. I mean, I, I won't get into details. is its not in my place to talk about other people's things. But I think that the first part of the lockdown, we didn't know what was going on, so it was. You're just trying to grasp with this current way of living. So, you know, you had to mask up. There was no shops open apart from a essential shops. So you had to wait outside. Um, I'm asthmatic. I'm not severely asthmatic, but I am an, an, um, an asthma warrior. <laughs> so it's like wearing masks, especially with the weather change we've had, really hurts because, like, you're covering your face up. You're breathing in moist air, let's be honest. And, you know, that triggers it for me. And it was like, if you took your mask off to breathe, people looked as if you're some sort of criminal. And you're like, wait a minute. You know, I can show you my healthcare care plan, which I've done. And people still give you the look of, you know, you're a dick sort of thing. And it was a case for me where it was like, fine, I'll wear it to prove a point. Because there was a lot of people that weren't wearing masks. But then on top of that, um, about eight years ago, I had pleurisy. And I still think I've got some vulnerabilities from it. I don't want to use that word too much, but... I do, I think I've got scar tissue the doctor reckons it too um, just because every now and then if I lie on my left side too much which is where I had it, it it hurts, it feels like someone stabbed me in the lung not that I would know what that feels like but it's. I still have issues from having that and th- I think that's when the real really really big mental um, attack happened um, I was mentally drained from four months of being in the house and you know just trying to think of new things to do keep myself occupied because it was like it was just tough and then i think as the first lockdown finished i was back at work and i didn't really think anything of it i just i thought it was okay i guess and i think it's only this third lockdown that happened where where i worked there was more cases of people catching covid and then my um bubbles my circles whatever you want to call them they all started to get ruptured um family members were being diagnosed with terminal illnesses and that was like the catalyst really and then in the third lockdown which we're in now as you know at the time of this recording it was a case of you look at things in a different aspect like um i won't name her but my one sister she caught it and She's relatively healthy. She doesn't really drink or do drugs, not that I know of. Um, and if she does, she doesn't share them. <laughs> and it was a case for me where it was to see her kind of just... I don't know, being, you know... Just suffer from it in the way she did. It was kind of like, Christ, if I get her that, I'm going to really hurt. I know it affects people differently. Um, but it was really weird then to see the people... With the illnesses, the terminal illnesses get it as well, and you think Christ almighty and you you start to see that this this armor you've built up isn't actually that strong it's it, it's like when you get those really expensive vases and you think whoa, you know that's some I don't know ridiculously expensive vase and it turns out to be paper mache
1: <laughs>
0: that's what my armor is it's not this you know piece of steel I thought it was it's actually paper mache. And it's like, no matter how much you layer it, it's still broken on the on the previous side. And it was like, I mean, th- this podcast is going to be all over the shop, I'll be honest. But I started noticing that I was having these weird like panics about things. Like at work, I had to ring someone, and I panicked that someone who's used the phone previous, you know, th- they breathed on it, essentially. And it freaked me out. So I had like this mini kind of, Anxiety attack about answering, well, not even answering, but to dial on a phone. Um, little things like, I mean, as I said before, I think. I don't know, you'd have to let me know if I've mentioned this, but I work with children. Um, I know, The age range I work with, you can pick up your glasses, fine. Just don't slurp. No, she slurps. Um, but it was one of them ones where... The age range I work with—they're not particularly vulnerable. Like, if you look at the rates of infection and the, the fatalities, it's—it's it's minute. But it's not the fact that I could catch it from them. It's I'm handling their clothes, their their bags, their you know toys if they bring it in, and that's where the for me the virus is. It it, it lingers on things, and now with this new mutation, it it really is scary. And I think that's, like, with everything going on, um, my wife's going to talk in a minute because I've been talking for about four hours. But it's like, at the start of it, she was suffering really bad with anxiety and I've never really dealt with it, so I didn't really... I've, I've never had to deal with it. So to see someone else go through, you can only try and do stuff. Um, But I'll, I'll let you take over. It means I've waffled on a bit going back and forth. But <laughs> just talk about... I mean, for someone like me who's never had it, just talk about... <clears throat> not so much the triggers, but what it feels like.
1: Well, basically, it's it's obviously different for a lot of people. But with me, I feel like if I if I have a, an anxiety attack, a big one, it's that like I'm not in control of my own body. It's like it's like I, I, it's almost like a an out-of-body experience for me. It's like
0: you're watching in on your body doing something.
1: Kind of, yeah. It's like... uh, It's almost like shut down for me. I was Mm. like, no, don't want to do it. don't want to do it. can't do it. In my head, it's... I cannot do it. I can, but in my head, it's like, no, what what are you doing? No, you can't do that. Mm. And then, like, the physical symptoms come out out of that. So, you know, like, you start shaking and you start you know feeling very uh, with me it's very, feeling very sick and you know um it's 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 just like a you know like I say it's like, almost like a shutdown yeah I just don't want to do anything and end up crying half the mm. time anyway and it, it's just really nasty it's really like i think i think with me where it started when I lost my nan mm. And then it was like a, a tsunami of, okay, Look. so I've lost Milan and now this COVID thing's happening. What What's COVID? Nobody yeah. knows what it is. And it was the unknown all the time. I can't see my family anymore. I've just lost somebody. What, why am I not mm. being able to see my family? You know, and, and then... Like, I think I wasn't well throughout the summer or, and or the anxiety made it worse because like in my head it's like, well, I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get COVID. I, I didn't get it. Well, I haven't got it. Touch wood, mm. you know. And, uh, but in my head it, it was like, well, you are, you are going to get it. You, you, you're you going to end up in hospital or you're going to pass it on to to Ben or, or my son or, you know, you're mm. going gonna to get it. And... Like, I always explain to Ben, it's like I have two parts of my brain, the logical side and the you know, the rational and the irrational side. So it's like the rational side is going, oh, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that. And in the other rational side, it's like, well, yes, you can. What, why, what's stopping you? And I think with me, I, I ended up going through therapy for it. And I thought it was really helpful, really, really helpful. Mm. You know, the, the stuff they give you to do. But well,
0: you introduced that Headspace thing, didn't you, that app?
1: Yeah, so I started doing the Headspace thing.
0: This is in no way an endorsement or anything?
1: No, but it was... I found that very quite useful. I didn't quite understand it at the start. I was a bit dubious about it, a bit like, oh, it's not going to work and mm. and everything. But with that and with therapy... You know, I was speaking to the therapist about it, and they're like, it's really good for you just to get a bit of space and a bit of, you know, it, t- it takes 10 minutes a day with that, just to sit down and breathe, essentially. Mm. And you're not necessarily, like, think about everything, but it's like, okay, well, let's think about it in one part of your day instead of thinking about it for the whole of your day and going okay, I'm panicking, I'm panicking, I'm panicking, I'm panicking. Well, why are you panicking? Why are you... You have to stop and think, what are you doing? And then, uh, since my therapy finished, I feel a lot better for it. And uh, I've carried on with the headspace stuff. Not every day, but, you know, when I feel like I need to. And then I use that as a... I don't know, a a guide, a help... Mm. Uh, just to get a bit of, I don't know, like a bit, a bit of spice back in your
0: head. Yeah. yeah. It's like for me, like like I said, I don't normally suffer with anxiety, uh, not that I know of. I mean, you've known me for freaking how many years now? How long have we been together? Two thousand and nine. Oh, this where I know dates. What were, they, what were, they on? we're in
1: twenty one. It, so it'll be twelve years. Jesus. This year. <laughs> year. Yeah, June. Next year.
0: Well, that shows how much we know. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I've always battled myself with my own mind. Um, I, I never talk about how I feel just because I never want to, because it's it's mine to deal with. And, um, I mean, I get angry a lot just because it's... I guess it's my way of... You can sneeze if you want. It's stuck. Just face away from the <laughs> microphone. It's stuck. But, um... It, it was one of them ones where... Like you said, it was kind of for me. It was like I was watching. I use that phone scenario when I had to call someone at work, and I, I genuinely was terrified of. Like, I picked up the phone and froze, and it was like it. It was like I was watching myself sit in the chair at the desk with the phone in my hand, and I, I guess it was similar to. You. It was like in my head, it's it's a phone call. I, I need to make the phone.
1: Yeah.
0: I need to make the call. But then the other side was, mate, you can catch COVID from this. Yeah. And it, it was really weird. And I think that's what battled me. But it still battles me now with this lockdown because it's like... Um, schools are open for like, the vulnerable and for the key workers. And I'm, I'm very supportive of nurseries staying open. I'm very supportive of schools to stay open, if I'm honest. Yeah. But then in the first lockdown, obviously we didn't know much around it. Um... What we did know was it was very infectious and very fatal. But in our immediate circle, I'd say, there was no cases. No. We knew... It, it was that typical... No, my friends, friends of, cousins, yeah. brothers, sisters, or in laws dog. Yeah,
1: friends owner. of friends of friends. Exactly. Yeah.
0: They were the ones that were getting it. So it didn't really affect us. And at work, there, there was nothing. Even when we came back after the first one, there was nothing.
1: No.
0: But it seems like... Between the second one and the third one, I know more and more people that have had it, including, you know, where, where work colleagues or um, I'm going to say clientele that I work with. Um, and then friends, families have passed away and you're like, well, family members. And you think, Christ, it's getting closer and closer. And then for my immediate family to get it, yeah, that was kind of like whoa because this was over the Christmas period when we was allowed to have that week of or whatever it was of seeing people and it was just for my own mentality I needed to see them you know I wore the mask I was um, hand jelling like you know some crazy man but I found that was just like coming back to work it really made me think am I doing the right thing Mm. Um, we've got a little boy and I was like if I end up in hospital what use am I and it's forever in my head, like, that this is what I've been telling everyone. I'm, I want to be at work. I need normality. I need my routine back. But then at the same time, I'm like, I could catch it.
1: Yeah.
0: I haven't caught it yet, but I could. And I guess it's that rational yeah, and irrational that, side. Yeah,
1: I was just going to say, it comes back to the rational and irrational side.
0: Exactly. And it's, you know, I talk to loads of people and they say, well, you need to do what's right for you. You know, health comes first. I'm like, that's true. But I'm protecting myself. I'm wearing a mask. Like I said, I'm hand-jalling. But then it's a case of if I went on furlough, if I, you know, what was it? Self-shield or whatever you want to call it. That's going to impact me in a different way. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, if I go off and... Because I'm classed as a key worker. If I go off for, what, a week? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Ted's going to have to stay with us.
1: Yeah.
0: And if I put him in, it's not really fair.
1: Yeah, because the thing is, if we put him in, and you know, is is exposed to that the same yeah. group of people that you would be exposed exactly. to anyway. So, what's the point? Of and sending him in?
0: this is where it comes back to the mentality side of it for me. I'm very much a workhorse. I would do what I need to do, and you know, everyone. It's not just the sector I work in, but loads of sectors are affected. Everyone's affected differently.
1: Yeah,
0: and I think I found as the end of last year I mean obviously you know all about the bad news after bad news after bad news Yeah. just for this start of the year to start with bad news
1: Yeah.
0: and it's like you know it's that classic case of how many um, you know I'll, I'll use bookaroo how many objects can he get on his back before he kicks
1: Yeah.
0: you know what I mean and it's like I think we, I, I'm just going to be stereotypical and upset a lot of people but men don't talk, you no. know. It, it's a fact. Even, you know, the, the most emotionalist of men will never talk. No. And I, I find now is I was talking to a um, oh, you know, I want to say client. I was talking to a parent at the school I work with, the nursery rather. And um, she she, I say nurse. I'm, I'm going to go with nurse. Mm-hmm. Potentially a doctor. Forgive me if you ever listen to this, but I will not name you. <laughs> Um, it. She, we was talking and this mother, uh, mother was, you know, kind of, we, we get on really well, I'll say. And I was just explaining everything that had happened at the end of last year and then this year. And she just kind of laid it all out in front of me like, this is what you're dealing with. And it was like, she'd just undone that cap.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was, it was the weirdest thing because I went back to my room where I work, and I had to go in the bathroom just to cool off because, like, be- because she undone that metaphorical cap, all the steam would come out, and I was, I, d- I just wasn't sure what to do. I mean, I was in there for a good five minutes. I didn't know if I was going to cry, scream, shout, laugh. It was like Wacky Phoenix in the Joker. I just didn't know what was going to happen. Mm. And it was, I felt really vulnerable because it was like I'd kind of let go a little bit. Yeah. Um, like, I'd spoke, and then at the same time, I felt good because I'd spoke.
1: Just the thing, though, like, when, like you said, me, men in general don't talk. Mm. And when you do talk, I mean, I've bottled things up like, awfully, and uh, like you said, when, you, when some, you talk to somebody, it always... Makes you feel better, even if it's just the little things you talk about. Yeah. It it it's not passing the burden on to that person. It, it's, you know, you're sharing that experience, and that sometimes they'll go, "I can't help you," or mm. you know, what they what you're saying is, "We can actually help you, and this is how we're going to help you," and mm. you know, it, it's I like I know when you're not feeling mentally well because mm. you completely change. Yeah. And, you know, and I always ask you, are you okay? And sometimes you're like, yeah, I'm fine. And then sometimes you, it just comes out of you. And it, mm. will, it will eventually come out.
0: Oh, yeah. I, th- I think, like I said, it, it falls back from, I guess, just being the littlest one of five. You know, always in and out of hospital and doctors. And then having four sisters. You, you kind of put on a bluff that you find because you don't want them to see weakness. Mm. Not in the sense of you're a weak person. But you, you want you want to be strong for them. You yeah. know what I mean. It's like when um, your nan passed away; it was, it was very reminiscent to my nan and yeah. everything, and it 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 just kind of brought back memories. You know what I mean? And it's you're trying to be strong on that aspect.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's it's difficult. That's why I was saying before. It's like it's very much like Shrek and his onions. You know <laughs> what I mean? Liars. It's exactly, but it's it's not layers of emotion. It's layers of armor.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Like like I said, it's paper mache yeah you know no matter how many layers you put on it it's still paper mache
1: it's like going back to your vase thing like if you break a vase and you super glue it back together you're always going to see that crack there it's always going to be a weak spot but it's the way you deal with that weak spot I mean oh definitely I mean in the last what two three years we've Mm. lost quite a few people Mm. you know and every time so I can't watch that TV show that Ted watches. Was it
0: Corey Carson?
1: Corey Carson. Oh yeah yeah. With one episode with about her grandparents when they
0: leaving treasure. Oh, treasure
1: the... hunts for it. It just breaks my heart I'm like oh my god. Well, that's
0: like me and Coco. Um, oh my god, if you've ever film. watched that film and not cried, my god you, you need to open that cap. Yes definitely. I mean, I mean we're getting off a bit of track here but it was, excuse me, it's one of them ones I think it's. my my thing is acceptance not that I need to be accepted into something because I couldn't care less I mean I've learnt the hard way to just kind of not ignore things but if stuff don't get done it doesn't get done Mm -hmm. but I think for me it's accepting myself in the sense of yes right now I'm torn between my rational thoughts which is just get on with it you know just keep yourself safe then my rational side which is panic Exactly, which is, you know, you could catch it. I mean, I'm panicking about well, but I could catch it going to the shops. Yeah,
1: you
0: could I had to go and fill up them. my car um the other day. Someone could have coughed on that nozzle or something. Not yeah. that anyone puts the nozzle near their mouth. And if they do, they've watched Zoolander.
1: Well, uh, uh, I must say, the petrol station that we go to, I went there the other day and I was like, oh, it's the cleanest I've ever seen it. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> they, they do look after it. I, I will give them that. But yeah. I think... It's like, I know a lot of my mates, you know, it. I don't know if whether it's just that alpha side, you know, but it is very much, Ah, oh, now I'm fine. I'll get through it, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, my best mate, yeah, I, I know when he's not feeling the best. Mm. I won't name him, Robert. <laughs> but um, I know when he's not feeling the best, then I won't push him, because I know I don't want to be pushed when I'm feeling a bit off. Yeah. And I think it's with what's happened in the last what um, what ten months, nine, mm-hmm. ten months, it, it has changed the world and I think it's a case yeah. of now it's, now more than ever, we need to talk definitely, whether it's you talk to your friends, your parents, a complete stranger in the street who thinks you might be harassing them to sign a petition <laughs> talk to them and I mean, it's easier said than done. I sound like a hypocrite because I find it difficult to talk. But I find doing this, talking to people at work, to yourself... Yeah. I find it's...
1: You have gotten a lot better about it. I
0: might be repeating myself with the same thing. But at the same time, I'm still venting that concern. And yeah. even if it is the same thing, it shows us how relevant that is currently to you. Yeah. Like, I'm genuinely terrified now of catching COVID.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... I know a lot of people don't believe in it, but in the end of the day, it's it's flu, it's a virus. Yeah. But it attacks your respiratory system. I don't have the strongest. By no means I have the weakest, but I do suffer with it um, for what the past week. Um, like I said, I've got potential scar tissue. I don't know, but my left side has been in agony. I can't. I've not been able to stand up. Like, I've got very good posture, but I've not been able to stand up like broad like I normally do. Breathing's been affected, and I think. Part of that was caused by anxiety as well as actual physical pain. Yeah. And it's, it's a case of... You know, in my head I've got to... I know it sounds stupid and daft, but I've got to accept the fact that I can catch COVID just like I can catch a cold. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's one of them ones. It's a harsh reality.
1: I, th- I think it's one of those... I mean, we could have already had it and we don't Exactly. Know. But if we do catch it, then it's... Then we deal with it at, that, at yeah. that point in time. You know, I mean, we've had family members that have all suffered from it completely differently. Mm. And like you said, one family member's very fit and healthy and really suffered, whereas others are not so fit and healthy and not really... Completely fine. Yeah, they're completely fine. And you're like, okay. So, it you know, it's just one of them. If we catch it, we catch it.
0: I think the one thing I've noticed, it's like... Because I like doing these podcasts, I'm going to do a really really cheesy thing and I'm just going to promote myself right now but I do the podcast I do streams I'm do, I am do do a little bit on YouTube and everything and I do it for like not my own kind of self need but I do it because I enjoy it and I and I find it's quite a nice thing to kind of take your mind off um, just like with my music um, I love making music again I'm not going to do a self plug but that sounds disgusting <laughs> but I'm not going to promote myself on that aspect it's very good but it's I only paid her a, a cuddle for that, but it's um, it's one of them ones where it's. I think, especially with how it's been, I've been very preoccupied with work itself, with COVID, and you forget the small details, the the finer things in life. Um. To to I'm gonna just self promote again because I'm so great, <laughs> but um. You asked me to make a song just for when you're feeling a bit down. Yeah. And initially, I was just going to do an instrumental thing, and I don't know why. It must be the roots from what my dad embedded in my brain, at like at an early age for music. But I've got my, my favorite guitar is not an expensive one. Um, it's a beautiful guitar. Uh, me and my dad have worked on it for years, and I will most likely be working on it again because I like to tinker with it. But every time I pick up this guitar, Sam knows when. I'm happy or if I'm venting because I always go to that guitar. Um and it's a case of I, I picked it up and I started doing this reggae rhythm. Now if anyone knows me, I listen to very loud bloody music or pirates. I listen to pirates. Yeah. Yar.
1: What was this that was one fantasy.
0: Fantasy metal glory hammer. It's yeah. not a porno Um it possibly is actually. Anyway, um it was a case of I, I started making this rhythm and next thing you know, I was I was taken away from how I felt—I I was taken away from the negative things that were bringing me down, and I was so focused on making this song. And it, it went from being an instrumental to some kind of reggae rhythm to like an, uh, like an old '50s kind of rock and roll sound, wasn't it? Yeah. Really. And it was very different to what I normally do, and I think it was making the song for yourself because mm-hmm. not was it. Not long after I made that metal track.
1: Which was ironically
0: aimed at (laughs) COVID-19. And then, I mean, this is going to be something, if you're listening, mate, I mean, we went through a whole load of stuff right now. And Samuel, making that track with you was probably one of the most highlighted musical things of my musical life. Um, Like I said, we went through how when Nan passed away. You know, families have been torn apart some bridges can be built some bridges will remain broken but me and samuel he's an excellent producer um he's his vocals are like the warmth of his generation i guess and we we always said we'll work on a track and uh for what 3 years now since yeah. my nan passed away he passed away on your birthday didn't you? yes
1: um
0: stubborn woman <laughs> and um we we worked on this track, and one of the podcasts I did before was about... Uh, it was the first one I did, actually, wasn't it? The Children's Cartoon Theories? Yeah. And I'm, he, he was basically asking if I could do some vocals. And um, I think he mentioned doing one about that. So I wrote some vocals, sent him my vocals, and he's made a track. And it's, it's bloody brilliant. And again, it was something like that that completely took away the anxiety. Yeah. Because it, it kind of brought the past back where it was them good times
1: yeah
0: you know I mean to quote Led Zeppelin you have good times bad times everyone has their share and it was doing something like that really made me see the clarity in that there's more than what's going on
1: yeah
0: I mean I I cope with stress in different ways mostly through music yeah and it was like you said I made them three songs and like I was just in a whole new different world yeah, and then when they yeah, introduced, yeah, and, and I felt epic. I didn't feel weird again. But yeah. then when lockdown three got announced, I went from being on cloud nine to like minus ten below.
1: Yeah,
0: and it was horrible. And I, I've, it, like I said, it's for me. I've, I've talking has helped. You know, um, I think it got to a point where even at work, people noticed that I wasn't me. Like, if you've ever seen me at work, I'm the clown. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm the daft one, the exuberant one, the one that says silly things. And then all of a sudden I was like a recluse. Mm. And I I can see it. So if I can see it, I know everyone else can see it. And it was, I, I think really what this whole podcast is getting at, it's not just me, obviously, or my wife. It's it's everyone else. If you're feeling, you know, it's too much talk.
1: Yeah, get some help.
0: Yeah. Talk. I mean, there's loads out there. um, the NHS is a good one, yes. They're currently being overrun and overworked, and you know we'll we'll support them in any way we can. But like a lot I of said, we, were exactly, happy as well. there are loads. There's
1: uh, mine, I think it's one.
0: Yep. Um. I mean, honestly, don't feel that you've become a burden. Don't feel that. You know, you're not important because in the end of the day, you're breathing air. That's important. You're still with us, you know what I mean? So I'd say if you're feeling down, if you've even if you just want to vent, shout or anything, you know, do it to someone. There's always an ear to be, you know, lent.
1: Someone's always going to listen.
0: Exactly. I mean, I love listening. I like to help. And I think it's one of them ones where I need to now follow my own kind of advices. And excuse me, it's one of them ones where you've uh, some some stuff I do is like I write journals, and generally what I do is I write down and then I reflect on it, yeah. So I can isolate what the factor was, and there's a relevant theme to be fair. Theme, curse my broominess, <laughs> and um, it's a case of you've got to try and figure out how can you. For me, this is how you can get that factor out. Yeah. And I think coming from my last job, I, I learned the hard way, you know, it's no matter how much you put in, there'll always be something that's going to be like, nope, yeah. it's going to knock you down. And for me, it was accepting that and then it was to move on from it. Mm-hmm. So now I do what I've got to do and that's it. Yeah. And I, I killed that factor and it no longer bothers me. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, I mean, I'm going off track here, but it's even if you just use an app, talk to a friend. You need to get it off your chest because there's only so long that you'll have to carry whatever's weighing you down, essentially. And you're either going to implode or explode.
1: Yeah. The thing is, at the end of the day, you've got one life. You've got to live it. At the moment, we obviously can't go out and live it. But you have to look after the life that you've got because, you know, COVID, this COVID thing will end mm. one day. And then we can go back out and we can do whatever we want to do. But until that point, we've got to look after ourselves. We've exactly. Just got to, because, well, even, even past COVID and everything, you know, taking 10 minutes out of your day just to reflect, go over and go, well, what's bothered me today? What Why is, why is that? Well, that shouldn't bother me.
0: Let's mm.
1: put it away. I think, the one bit. thing
0: that I really, really have learned since the first lockdown is It's okay if you want time away. Yeah. It's okay to have your time. Yeah. Like, if you just need to have five minutes sitting in the bathroom, playing a game on your phone. Yeah. Do it. Mm Mm-hmm. If you...
1: If you... You know, a a lot of people have taken up running and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, if if it gets too much, go out for a run. Go I mean, going the, and have a walk. Going. The one
0: thing I was really enjoying before it got bloody closed was going to the gym.
1: Yeah, exercise is very good for
0: you. I mean, that, that releases so many different endorphins and chemical reactions within the body. It really does change your whole frame of mind. And I think being stuck... Especially if you're currently on furlough or you're out of work at the moment, it is tough. You know, I wasn't working for four months and it played a massive toll on me. Yeah. But then at the same time spending that much time with Ted was amazing yes he drove me up the wall but before i w- i wasn't having that time mm. i'd see him in the morning to drop him off at nursery and i'd see him when he went to bed yeah then have the weekend mhm and then i'd repeat the same five days for the next two so it's just rem- like i guess it's advice i could give like from what i've learned from my own experiences is talk yeah you know it doesn't have to be face to face it would be over the phone it could be text whatsapp you name it
1: you just message someone you're how are you doing
0: exactly someone will listen if yeah. you want to talk to me or my wife we have the email address it's something I can't remember something else podcast 20 at gmail.com yes I remembered it <laughs> um, you know talk always give yourself time because you need time out yeah and that's one thing I do not do I mean lately I've been sleeping a lot because I guess I'm just making myself ill. Yeah. And it it's only when you self reflect that you see that. Like I haven't slept that much in ages. I used to have naps because I was knackered, but now I'm sleeping for the wrong reasons. Um And just remember there's you know, it's the cliche thing, and I do believe it there's always a silver lining. Yeah. You know, it's always greener on the other side. And it, it's that mental state, if you can change how you think, it will reflect
1: yeah
0: um evidently for me making those three songs and um especially the one with my cousin, that's built a bond that we used to have that yeah. disappeared for three years and it's like I said, it's the little things that'll keep you going um I've said this to you many times the bad things will always outweigh the good because they're bad yeah negative is always higher you know what I mean yeah everyone roots for the bad guy. It, it it's it's life. Yeah. The good guy's always that little bit behind. But if you can get that light, if you can get, you know, something to focus on, th- that drive, I think I spoke about that before, y- y- you're a winner.
1: Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? I mean, I didn't intentionally want this one to be as long as it is. Um, but I, again, I, I said to Sam before we did this one, I've I'm, I'm not planned anything for this. It's just going to be basically just off the top of our heads. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to highlight the fact that we all have things that are going to beat us. We all have demons. We all have stresses. But it's just to know that you're not alone. Like, I've, like I have like said, I never had anxiety. And speaking to Sam about hers, I was like, yeah, that's what I'm kind of going through right now. So just remember, you're not alone.
1: No. There's, there's all someone there Exactly.
0: You. You've got friends. You've got family. You've got services.
1: Get there, the help you need.
0: Loads. Find something to boost that positivity to boost that endorphin to keep you going and you'll you'll be you'll be fine it'll take time it's not going to happen overnight it's not going to happen during the day it's it's perseverant it's 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 accepting that there is something bothering you or there's something not right and it's how you can adjust and make it right for you and that's the kind of track I'm going on right now it's the one I'm walking and it's it's going okay. You know, it's tough. It's not nice. You will have moments when you drop. Mm-hmm. But as Sam does, she gets the, the app. She has 10 minutes. I've done the apps too. I mean, my brain always goes crazy. Like, all it takes is for my head or my ears rather to hear one thing. And I'm like, ooh, that's different. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, Because my brain just doesn't switch off. And that doesn't help me. So I'm learning to switch my brain off. Yeah whether it's listening to music before I go to bed using that Headspace app yeah um, reading a book I've started to read you have when I say started to read I'm learning to read <laughs> and it's I mean you can probably tell now at the start of this podcast I was a bit somber but because I'm talking talking ironically mm-hmm. the podcast um, I feel better and I think that's why I'm trying to get to everyone right now I can't stress the importance of stress but I can't get that point across. If you talk, you will feel better. Yeah. You will open that cap to the bottle you've kept closed and shaken up for so long to get that steam out the fizz. You'll be fine. So on that note, we will end this podcast. And like I said, if you want to talk, if you want to email in, do it. Uh, you know, we're I'm on or we, whatever something else is. We're everywhere. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube. I don't know why I said it like that. YouTube? <laughs> YouTube. All right, Ted now. Toot, toot. Toot, toot. For some reason, Ted keeps saying broccoli.
1: Even in his sleep. Even it's in his weird. sleep.
0: I don't know why he says broccoli, <laughs> but he likes it. Maybe that's his way of coping.
1: <laughs> the thing is, I gave him broccoli the last night and he didn't eat it. I was
0: like, oh, yeah. But anyway, again, it's, it's, it's one of those ones. So I'm going to say au revoir, as Ted likes to say. I'm going to say I love you lots, as my little boy would say. And until the next time, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.